Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming the best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I am super excited for today's guests to come onto the show. I have registered dietitian, public speaker, and author, Tony Marinucci. Her and I connected, it's been about over a year now, almost probably about two years, something like that, um, back when I was on my own weight loss journey before I even got into any of this coaching stuff. Um, I came across her page. I think I met her through some mutual friends and my coach and such and love her content, love everything she represents and just trying to really end diet culture and all the fad diets and all the stuff that we put up with and all the media and everything else. But anyways, guys, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Tony so she can introduce herself. Tony, what's going on? Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, yes, my name is Tony Marinucci and I'm a registered dietitian who ironically teaches people how not to diet. Um, and the reason why I became a dietitian and why I teach the way that I do is because when I was young, I was overweight and really insecure about my body. And it, that led me to some really dark places of some really disordered eating behaviors, extreme restriction, excessive exercise, which led to binge eating and emotional eating. And it was just this vicious, vicious cycle all to chase a number on a scale. And basically I learned really quickly that extreme restriction wasn't the answer. It was actually part of the problem. And I wanted to find a better way to learn how to eat and fuel my body because when I was under eating and, you know, exercising like crazy, I had no energy. I was irritable. I was losing focus at school. Um, I played sports and my athletic performance was decreasing as a result. And I just like really, really wanted to be healthier and happier. Um, and I was always hoping, you know, maybe that would lead to some weight loss. And so long story short, um, I became a registered dietitian and now um, it's been, I've been a dietitian for about eight years. My business, I worked in all the settings you can put a dietitian, clinical settings, <laughs> outpatient, uh, daycares, I did it all. And then I realized that if I truly wanted to help people break up with the fad diets, um, I really needed to work more in like preventative care, not so much in like clinical settings where people unfortunately already got sick. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in college, I started my blog, it was called tips with Tony. And at that point I was just providing free nutrition advice and it was helpful for sure. I mean, I, I know, um, people who follow my content that don't necessarily work with us still definitely learn a lot, but then there was those, for those people that I felt like really needed, us to really work with them and really get a handle on their eating habits and really help them to kind of unlearn those unhelpful things and relearn some healthier ones. They really needed more support and guidance. So I decided to turn my Tips with Tony blog into a business and nice. fast forward three years later, I now have a team of dietitians working for me um, and we provide one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching and counseling. We also have courses and other things like that. But the main thing is what we do is we really help people in six months transform from someone who feels disassociated with their hunger cues um, in just like, a, honestly, like feeling like food controls them and just uncomfortable in their body and their skin. We really get them to that place of what we call food freedom. So feeling super confident about their food choices, whether it's considered a healthier choice or a less healthy choice, um, achieving their goals, feeling strong, feeling energized, um, and really just loving the body that they're in. And it's a, it's a long journey. Um, I know it cause I was there, but with our guidance and support, we make it a whole lot easier for them. 
That's awesome. That, and I'm sure every client's just so lucky to have you. Um, yeah. And, and so I, talking about like your business and um, I know you kind of told me a couple of things that I want to touch on. You said like one of your pivotal moments in your business was something about the Dr. Oz show. Oh yeah. So what is um, that? I have to know more about that. So when I, um, about five years ago, I think at this point for, I think it was, no, I was like, just, it, no, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't five. Cause my business is, I've been in business for three years. So it had to have been like the four, four years ago. Mm-hmm. That's what really made things. So as I was a dietitian, I had the opportunity to be on the Dr. Oz show. And the reason why I started my blog back in college tips with Tony was because I had this vision of having a talk show and oh. being a reliable resource for people who wanted to heal their relationship with food and find balance in their eating habits. That was like one of my goals and my dreams. And I got invited to be on the Dr. Oz show to kind of do this quick, cute little segment. I feel like, I wonder if you could find it on my website. You probably still can. You could probably just like Google it, like Dr. Oz, like avocado butter or something. <laughs> <laughs> and basically it was like, we, it was like this fun competition of like, who could make the better butter? And like, also what are the nutrition components? So I made an avocado butter, which is basically like avocado like spread like it's not that much different (laughs) anyways I won sidebar um but what I realized I got to see the behind the scenes of the of being on Dr. Oz and I and Dr. Oz you know he's a great person and he's a great guy and he actually is an incredible cardiologist however he tends to go into scopes that are outside of him and I just it, it it really just like put like this big energy boosted me to be like, this is great, but I can do it better. Like I need to do this so badly and I need to be the one hosting shows like this. So that's what I started. I was, I started my podcast. That's when I got my LLC. And I was like, I can't do this working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like the only way I'm going to be able to eventually get there and whether it's an actual talk show or just like through my podcast or, you know, maybe I'll, you know, I've been thinking about going my YouTube channel, which probably should do. Um, I <laughs> um, but basically like there's things I want, you know, or TikTok's really big now. So if it happens on TikTok, whatever point being that if I, I couldn't do that if I was constantly working for somebody else, you know? So I slowly took that steps where, you know, my business was first was like a side hustle. Um, then I kind of built it where I was like, okay, I could maybe do this full time, did it full time. Then I raised my client load to a point where I was like, I kind of maxed out. So that's where I got my dietitians. And so now in the transition of expanding, um, and that was just a big pivotal moment for me because I realized that, you know, all these people are watching and listening and learning but not, it's not always reliable information. And I wanted to provide a reliable resource. And this is what really what it's like, what put the fire under me to just go for it. That's awesome. That's so cool. And what a great opportunity to really kind of propel you forward through all this. And I love how it also kind of just like gave you that little bit of like leverage that like, I love the, I can do it better kind of mentality of like, it just push you to do that much more. No, he, I mean, he's incredible at what he does. He's incredible Absolutely. at what he does. Absolutely. He's so good at what he does he does it's um it's just like the 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 content per se absolutely the yes. content itself like like it, it can be way better it could be there can be more qualified people that come on that show and I was one of them so I'm, I'm happy I was qualified but I mean I mean is that a lot of this stuff is kind of pushed by like brands and sponsorships and even today people reach out for me for brands and sponsorships but if I'm not aligned with it I'm not going to say yes. I don't care how much money you give me. I'm not going to say yes. And so that's where I wish there was a little bit more of 
reserve from that or research done behind before he puts a stamp. When people look up to you, you have a responsibility, right? And so when you put a a stamp on something like raspberry ketones, which he's done, um, or certain like flip-flops that if you wear them, you lose weight. No, thank you. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) So as much as he's done really great stuff in one way, there's like stuff like that where I'm like, "Eh." (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely a little let me use my platform for a little bit better of an influencer yeah, a little more high quality yeah. <laughs> well yeah. great well another thing i want to chat about and kind of the main conversation of today that i want to dive into is something about your new book once upon a diet yeah I have a copy of it can't wait to dive into this just got it the other day I don't know if people can see but i'm holding it up yes i have mine right here too <laughs> Oh, we should get a picture of that later. We will. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, but, and then you also spoke about it something along, along the same lines on um, a TED talk, which I think was yes. super awesome. How awesome is that? Like, I think it's like everyone like it's public speaking during this, like they have their own TED talk. Like, it, I don't know, sidebar, but, but yeah. anyways, that was totally awesome as well. But when you say dieting is like dating, what do you mean by that? So, okay, great question. Cause I know it seems like a little bit weird to say that dieting and dating have a lot of parallels, but they actually do. And it's why I decided to do my, my Ted talk is something that I've always wanted to do a Ted talk and actually applied many years ago and actually got denied by my own college, which is rare. Cause when it's your alma mater that hosts something, they're like, usually like they take those first and they're like, you're a close second. Try again next year. I was like, you hurt me. Oh. <laughs> like I'm not trying again. That was a bird. <laughs> But you know what? It wasn't meant to be because my idea then wasn't as great as now with the whole parallels between dieting, dating, and romantic relationships. It was more just like general, which would have been fine, but it wouldn't have been great. And it wouldn't have sparked the interest to do the, to write the book because so with the Ted talk, I ended up landing, it was about two years ago, um, February, 2020, not even, I don't even know 2020 like didn't happen. So it was like, I don't know if that's a year ago or two years ago. I like have no idea. I can't do math. Um, but February, 2020, I did my first TED talk and it was, um, about the parallels between like dieting, dating and romantic relationships. And I only had eight minutes and I was like, okay, eight minutes is not enough for me to talk about all that I want to talk to. Hence the birthing of the book. So Um, I'll give you like the short version, but yes, the book is on Amazon. Get your copy. I also have a special announcement at the end. So, but definitely get it on Amazon. But, um, all that to say, the reason why I came up with this idea was because before clients started working with me, I noticed that they would jump from diet to diet, hoping each one was quote unquote, the one. And I make the analogy that they would go around like Cinderella stepsisters, trying to jam their feet into something that clearly didn't work for them. And what they really needed to do was be more like Goldilocks, try things, experiment, see what works, see what didn't, and then figure out what's just right for them. And paralleling that, (laughs) um, I experienced that in my journey as well, but I kind of learned that relatively quickly or like more quickly, I guess, but I did not in my dating life. Like I'm the first to tell you that I am a nutrition expert, but I am not a relationship advice expert. Although I have the (laughs) personal experience now to tell you that I've been through a lot of crap um, and I can give you a lot of advice now. It's more from a personal thing, not so much professional thing. But um, basically I say this in the talk and I say it in the book, like I dated five versions of the same guy, just with a different name and a different face. Like I never learned my story in between. I would just go from one guy to another guy to another guy and be disappointed that it didn't work when there were so many red flags, like so many red flags and people do that with dieting. Mm-hmm. There's so many, red flags. just because the scale's going down, that doesn't mean it's successful. 
you know, if your hair is falling out, if you're miserable, if you have no energy, if your libido's down, if you're not performing well in the gym, I don't care what the number on that scale says, right? If you're still having poor body image issues, if you're fearing the foods when you eat them, if you're stuck at home because you don't know how to navigate a social situation, that's not successful, right? There are ways to be both healthy and happy, regardless of the number on the scale and regardless of your relationship status. So that is why I created the book, um, because the TED talk is a great kind of start if you want to go check it out. Um, but there's so many more layers to just what I say in the talk. And that's where, um, I decided to write the book. That's awesome. I love that. And so kind of like, also, I know you compared some things already as far as like, you know, dating different, you know, people and expecting, you know, something to be different each time, even though it's the same thing, just a different cover on it. Mm -hmm. Are there any other like comparisons you've made to dieting and dating? Oh my God. So many, where do we want to begin? (laughs) (laughs) Or just maybe, Um, maybe some things like some of my listeners could like really relate to. Yeah, no, I, I'm like, there's a lot. So I'm like trying to think like, where should I begin? No, let's talk about this. So one of the chapters I talk about that there's many people, there's a lot of people in this world and there's basically like two types of people. So there is the bouncers and the planters. So the bouncers think like yo-yo dieter or think like serial dater. Like they just like go on this date and they go on this date. And like the second the honeymoon phase is over, or the second they're on the diet, it stops working. They, or feel like it's working, they bounce. So it's like, some things aren't always gonna be fluffy and easy, right? The honeymoon phase is easy for everyone, right? So the bouncer is one that it's like, the second things go like a little bit south, like they're out, right? And then there's the planter who the planter, it's like, okay, the honeymoon phase is over and now things are getting real, things are getting hard. And so now they think I have to work harder, which you, in your journey, you are going to have to work harder. But if both parties are not on board, or if your body is not agreeing with the changes that you're trying to make, that you're going harder and you're pushing harder and harder and harder and harder, you're going to continue to hit walls and you're planting yourself in something that's just not for you, right? So both the bouncer and the planter need to learn how to make shifts, right? Mm -hmm. But they almost need to learn a little bit from each other, but they're not really okay on their own, right? So like, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to learn to work past the honeymoon phase, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. when things are actually real. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, when something's clearly not working, stop trying to force it to make it work. Right. So I resonate. I'm the, I'm a planter by heart and nature. And soul. <laughs> I've had to unlearn that. Right. Um, but there's a lot of people out there, especially like, if you think of like yo-yo dieting, um, that's where a bouncer would probably fall into. Um, and honestly, I, I used to think that bouncers and planters were different, but they're the same. They just want to be loved and accepted. That's all, that's all that we all want really. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you can kind of learn, from the, you know, if you're a bouncer and you can learn a little bit from the planters, if you're a planter, you can learn learn a little from the bouncer, um, the sooner you're going to find just kind of peace within yourself and it's going to be much, a much better outcome all around. Absolutely. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Well, any other like big takeaways as far as your book goes that maybe like something either from like you, is there anything you changed as far as your coaching goes Based off of something that you maybe learned either through writing the book, like what you were writing in the book, I should say, or anything that you like really like that's changed your thoughts on dieting. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. So I think earlier on in my nutrition career, 
I, as a dietitian, I was so against fad diets and I still am not like, I still don't love them. I, they're a fad and the term fad is a reason it's like temporary. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was so strong about it. Whereas like now I'm like, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. And I can try my absolute best to kind of warn them. It's like the guy that you, or the guy or the girl that you're like, don't date that person. Like they treated this person like crap, but you almost like need to like feel, be felt like crap in order for you to like actually get it. It's like, okay, like whatever. So all that to say that, like, I used to be so adamant about like, just don't do it. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And now I'm more like, listen, if you're going to do it, just be smart about it and like pay attention and be introspective enough to, to realize like, okay, like at what point do I stop trying something that clearly isn't going to work? Um, and how can I utilize that information and bring that into the next part of my life? Because there are probably components to some of those fad diets that maybe you learned a new recipe that you enjoy. Okay, great. Take that. You don't need to now you know, cook the same meal every day for the next 10 days. You know what I mean? You could just learn that, take that one point with it. You know, maybe we're you are on a plan that was like no carb or super low carb, definitely don't recommend, you know, but maybe it forced you to start looking at labels and you started to realize like, oh, wow, there's sugar, there's added sugar in this. Like, I didn't even know, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you just are more aware of that now. Now that doesn't mean you exclude carbohydrates. We need carbohydrates, the main macronutrient. It's a source of energy that we need every day. Right. But it's looking at maybe those things that have maybe that added sugar or um, things that, you know, maybe you notice that when you eat it, maybe it's more refined, doesn't have a lot of fiber. So you don't feel full from it. So you just pay attention to that, but that doesn't mean you exclude all carbohydrates. Right. So all I just say, um, I love this question because I think people, you know, also too, we live in a society where it's either you, it's like, you have to be one way or the other. It's like, mm -hmm. either you're like anti-diet or like you're preaching diets and I just want people to create their, I want to like demystify like what the word diet even represents. I think people hear that word and they cringe or they hear that word and they think like, all right, let's go. You know, yeah. I just want people to hear diet and be like, oh, that's the food that I eat. Like it's, yeah, it's my exactly. own. I create it myself. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Um, and so the once upon a diet method helps people to whatever your goal is, uh, it will help you to achieve that creating a plan that works with your lifestyle and your biology. That's awesome. You know, that's so cool that you were able to not only make that connection, but like how, how much, how much deeper it goes into those like fun details of like comparing the two together. There's so many, honestly, every single it's, chapter I do it every single chapter. There's 11 chapters. Wow. I, I'm yeah. really, I'm really looking forward to get into this book. I'm sure it's like got tons of just great information that I'll probably be using with my clients and myself. Yeah. So no, you should. But, and you absolutely <laughs> should. That's the whole idea. Like Obviously the main thing I'm, I'm, I'm getting at is to help people heal their relationship with food and, and change their eating habits and, um, do it in a way that works for them in the long run. That's like the main goal. Right. But within that, it, it, it actually, you will get some dating advice. Like you will actually get relationship <laughs> advice. You will. Cause it's not, it makes you just be a more introspective person. And with all the parallels that I share, you're like, Oh, wow. You know, it's like, I know for a fact, like if I had this book in my hands five years ago, I wouldn't have dated my ex-boyfriend. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to really, you know what I mean? Like hands down, like highly regret that. Like I wouldn't have done it. It would have been a complete waste of my time. You know, I already did it twice before. I didn't need to do it a third time to be like, you know what? That's not for me, you know? Yeah. And I could have just, I would have been with my, my current boyfriend so much longer. It would have been such a beautiful thing. <laughs> but, uh, and, yeah. and 
And I also love how you mentioned that people think it's like all or nothing, like, or like, you know, like they have to be on either doing this diet or that diet. There's no like mixing things in between because it truly is like, there are many diets that I've done in the past. So like, and I used to look at each of those as failed attempts or like I was doing something mm-hmm. wrong. And it's like, mm-hmm. did that diet work for me? No, that's why I'm not doing it anymore. But I did learn something from it. Even if it 100%. was learning that something doesn't work, you're still 100%. learning. Yeah, you're learning. You're by learning what doesn't work for you, you can make you can learn what actually works for you. Like so many people look at like the end of a relationship and take that one step further, the end of a marriage, a divorce as a yeah. failure. But if you realize that staying in that relationship was not making you happy, the relationship itself wasn't happy, you, the, the partner wasn't happy, if you had kids involved, like it was probably toxic for them, like, and you realize that you did try it all, you were, mm-hmm. you were probably most people who, most people don't just like end a divorce, just like, like end a marriage, just like that. They do all the steps. They, they beat it so much that it's a dead horse. Like they really have tried and you're actually, it's, I find that as a success for you to be able to realize like, this is no longer serving me. It's time for me to shift so that I can be a better version of me. And so that if there's people in your life that are affected by it, they can be better as a result. Like, I think it's a great thing when you can realize like, okay, this person was in my life for a reason. I learned what I need to learn. And now it's time to move on. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. I love that. I love those connections. Definitely look forward to getting into that more. Um, and then, you know, b- before we, you know, we're kind of coming up on the end here. I don't want to, I know you got a deadline here, but. Um, oh yeah, no, it's fine. I'm looking at my watch, but it's my, my watch is dying. That's it's all good. Not a problem. But uh, I wanted to, I always ask my guests and I want to give you plenty of time to answer this and however you'd like, but I always love to ask my guests, what are two pieces of advice for anyone out there looking to start their journey, maybe they're brand new, maybe they're fairly new a month or so in, and they just have no clue where to start. What is something that they mm-hmm. could start doing right now today and, and they're to start taking action? Yeah. Well, I would say, look at the basics. So many people try to like go to like, they're looking at supplements to take and it's like, it, looking, like supplements may or may not help, but it really, really won't help unless you have a solid foundation anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the basics. There's very, like, if we look at like the pillars of, of a healthy lifestyle, there's your nutrition, there's movement, there's stress management, there's sleep, and then there's hydration. Um, that's how mm-hmm. I break it down, but there's, there's probably more, but, um, basically, so within that, I would ask yourself this question and within nutrition, there could be many things that you work on, but the, let's not even go to nutrition. Let's just say like hydration. Like, are you drinking enough water is the color of your urine darker than like, is it light like lemonade or almost clear? Or is it like dark, 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 dark brown or like dark, 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 dark yellow? That's a sign that you're not drinking enough water. So maybe Mm -hmm. you could hydrate a little bit more. Um, Maybe your sleep is a little bit off. So how can we get you to consistently and you don't, maybe you've heard you need seven, eight hours of sleep, but maybe you're sleeping four or five right now. And you want to, even if you increase that to consistently five or five and a half, that's amazing right? Mm-hmm. So just getting yourself to sleep a little bit more, you're going to notice your energy is, levels are better. Um, you don't need that second cup of coffee in the afternoon. <laughs> like you'll feel a lot better as a result. Um, so sleep, um, hydration, when it comes to movement, um, you know, I think a little bit goes a really long way. At the same time, if you're an over-exerciser like I was, 
um, practice taking rest days. It's going to be okay. If anything, you'll probably come back to your next workout feeling so much better as a result. Absolutely. You know, so that's totally something you could work on. And I'm just giving a few different examples in each of the pillars, but yeah. work, do one thing at a time. Um, and start with the thing that what I call the lowest hanging fruit, like the thing that like actually seems super achievable. Don't try to do the hardest thing first, you know? So if maybe you're like, hate water, let's not start with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, start with maybe you're like, oh, you know what? I can, I can get to bed like 20 minutes earlier. I can do that. That's awesome. Do that. Um, in regards to your food, it could be as simple as implementing. I teach the plate method. Um, so at dinner time, you fill half your plate with non-starchy vegetables, a quarter of your plate with a starch, and then your other quarter of your with a protein. That's a simple thing you can do with your nutrition. And then with stress management, there's so many things, um, <laughs> so many just things. like less, less in the thing on your lesson, say no to like one less thing on your to-do list. Um, you could God meditate journal something, but all of those, those things are like more habitual stress management is definitely like a daily practice. I would say, cause it has to do with like what you're allowing in your space, Um, and those things might take you a little bit longer. So although they're, it's great to start implementing like a morning routine, I think you'll benefit so much from, you know, waking up earlier, especially if you're a parent, like before the kids get up, but if you can't, you know, if that seems overwhelming, then start with those little things that you can control, you know, pack a healthy snack, add some veggies to your plate, drink some water back to basics. It's always going to help you. And you could always add on from there. Love that. Love those tips. Those are great. Thank you so much for sharing all of those. Yeah. Where can people find you where, if they want to reach out to you and connect with you? Yeah. So I'm pretty active on Instagram. That's probably the best location to get me at tips underscore with underscore Tony with an I. Um, I have been trying a little bit more on TikTok. So I know Chase's on TikTok does a great job. You've been killing it as well. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. I got a, I got a couple of viral videos. That's that's all I can. There you go. Um, so I think it's nutrition tips with Tony on TikTok, but, um, the main thing I would say is that, um, to connect with me would probably would be Instagram. Um, and also too, I want to offer you guys a free, you can get, I want to give you guys a copy of my book. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Chase a link and Chase, can you put it in your show notes? Absolutely. All right. So he'll put it in his show notes and the first 10 people who sign up you just put your name, your email, and then where you heard this podcast, the first 10, I'm going to send a free signed copy of my book because I really just want to get this book out to as many people as possible. All I ask is that if you get your free signed copy that you share it on social media and tag me, that's literally, I just want to push spread awareness. That's like literally all I want. If you're listening to this and it's like, you know, this episode's like three months later and you're like, oh, I'm not going to be number 10, fill it out anyway, because I'm still going to give you a free daily nutrition checklist that you can download. It's a printable PDF that you can download. So if you're number 11 or 12 or 42 or 110, <laughs> you'll still get something. So I would definitely uh, fill that out. And then, then you'll have my email because I'll be emailing you for either with a PDF or for your address. And that's also a great way to stay connected to me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. That is an amazing gift for my listeners. So thank you guys. Definitely oh, jump on that. My pleasure. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. Well, anything else you want to add before we close out today? Um, I would just say that wherever you're at in your journey, be kinder to yourself. Whenever you find yourself criticizing yourself that you're not enough or your body's not enough or you screwed up, 
just replace criticism with compassion. That is probably the only way I've got to where I'm at today. Um, because that that self-hate, that inner critic, it will come up and rule its head at the most inconvenient times. And, you know, we are what we think. That's 100%. So we want to shift those thoughts. So anytime you have that inner critic come up, anytime you feel like I'm not enough, anytime you feel like, oh, I have to lose the weight before I can go on the date, I want you to replace that criticism with compassion and just remind yourself that you are enough. You are trying your best and you will achieve whatever you want to achieve because you're listening to a podcast like this. You know, you're actively trying. So that's enough. So I'm proud of you. Oh, that is awesome. I love that replacing criticism with compassion. That I think I, I need to hear that myself. So thank you. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big one. It's something I needed to do too. Um, that's why I wrote the book. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And you guys also be sure to go check out her podcast, the Test with Tony podcast. We just recorded an episode um, together on her podcast as well. So be sure to go listen to that as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chase. Talk to you later. Bye. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.